Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Hey, thank you so much, church. Wonderful. Thank you, team, for sorting me out here. Hey, great to be with you, honestly. It is such a privilege to be able to um, come down to Sydney, uh, where it's not 40 degrees and 100% humidity, and, uh, and just hang with this church. You know, we had so many people from this location come to Cairns during our quick, quick fit and uh, give up their time, energy to help us build our location. And so, you know, I don't think there's any way I can ever pay you back, but it is a real honor to just be able to serve you today. And my hope and prayer is that I can leave you just with something that's going to help your life. Uh, you know, I, I want to take a minute as well just to acknowledge uh, your location, Pastors Miles and Bonnie. Uh, they're just absolutely legendary. We, my wife and I, we love them, and they've played such an important role in... In, in our lives, and we're so thankful for them. And we believe, you know, whether you're here in person, whether you're watching online at home, uh, that the greatest days for this church are not those that have been, but those that are ahead. Amen. Like God's plan for this church is really good. And I'm sensing it even in the room right now that God is doing something here at Hills. And, uh, and so, you know what? Uh, I want to encourage you. How can we, as a community, again, online or in person, how can we uh, give, serve, invest, support, uh, uh, be a part of what Miles and Bonnie are leading us in and what Elevation Hills is becoming? How can we do all those things in such a way that in a couple of years, when we look back at this season, we'll be really proud of what we did. We'll be like, man, it was so good to be part of that community. Look how far we have come. Amen. God's got good things uh, for this location. Who agrees? with me this morning. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, if you're joining us for the first time today, uh, we are in our second week, right, of a series called I Need a Ghost. And we're talking about the Holy Spirit. We're talking about who He is and what He has for our lives. And uh, Christians believe, right, we believe that God exists as Trinity, as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three in one, uh, distinct but united, uh, co-eternal, co-equal, consubstantial, meaning of the same substance, yet distinct, right? One being three consciousnesses, all right? We're not going to go too far down that rabbit hole because, man, it just blows my mind. But what's interesting is when you do the research, and maybe if you've done a little bit of um, church history or historical theology, you, you can have a look at the textbooks and you'll find a really fat chapter on God, right? On the Father as creator and all that He's done. You, you'll find a really uh, fat chapter on on uh, Jesus the Son, right? We call it Christology uh, and, and about, you know, the, the doctrine of justification, what Jesus has done for us. Huge, huge, huge stuff. But then it gets to the Holy Spirit and you start flicking through the pages. You're like, wait a minute, have I skipped it? And there's like the smallest chapter in the world or no chapter at all, right? It's like non-existent. And, uh, and, and it seems to me that we know a lot about the Father, a lot about the Son, but the Holy Spirit is kind of like this mysterious thing, this mysterious one that we can't put our finger on. Uh, I love how Alistair McGrath uh, puts it. He is a professor at Oxford in uh, Science and Religion. And he wrote this. He says, uh, The Holy Spirit has long been the Cinderella of the Trinity. The other two sisters have gone to the theological ball the Holy Spirit gets left behind every time. And uh, it's so true, isn't it? 
uh, we can often, as Christians, even have a great focus on the Father and on the Son and understand that and be growing in relationship. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, it's easy for us to forget. Uh, but I want to tell you today that the Holy Spirit is not an added extra to our lives. He's not the, the uh, optional you know, fries and drink that goes with your, uh, with your Christian burger, right? That you just add on uh, when you want to. No, He is absolutely essential. He is indispensable. I love what Jesus says uh, in Acts chapter 1, in verse 14, uh, sorry, verse 4, where Jesus is talking to the disciples after his resurrection, just before his ascension. And he says this, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father will give you. John baptized you with water, but you're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. They knew about the father. They knew about the son. They just witnessed his resurrection. They were raring to go, ready for the mission. And Jesus like, uh-uh, you cannot take one step. You cannot take one step forward until the Holy Spirit has come upon you. He's so essential. He's so necessary that you can't fulfill anything in my mission until the Holy Spirit is upon you. See, the Holy Spirit, He's here to guide us. He's here to comfort us. He's here to lead us. He wants to strengthen us. He wants to empower you. He he wants to convict you. He wants to encourage you. He wants to uh, form Christ in you so that you begin to look more like Jesus than who you were in your past life, right? The Holy Spirit is absolutely everything. We need Him. Amen? We need Him. Here's a question for you. As a follower of Jesus, are you living life like the Holy Spirit is optional or essential? Maybe you're at home. Are you living life like the Holy Spirit is optional or essential? And so this series is all about this topic, equipping and powering you in the Holy Spirit to live life to the fullest. Like what Pastor Miles talked about last week, we don't want to run our Christianity on 50%, 70%. Come on, we want all that God has for us in Jesus' name. And so today, I get the great privilege of serving you by talking about uh, a part of who the Holy Spirit is and what He does for us. We're going to talk about something called the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Okay, we talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit last week. Today we're talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And this is going to be a teaching message. Now, I'm from North Queensland, and so we, still, we speak very, very slow up there. So I'm going to try and do it at Sydney pace. I'm going to talk fast, all right? So, and I'm, trying, I'm going to try and keep up with you, because normally we talk like this in North Queensland. So uh, they, won't know, they won't hear this message, so I can say that about us up there. Uh, but I want to supercharge your life, because the gifts of the Spirit, oh man, what God has for you is so powerful, so wonderful. If we're not operating the gifts, man, we are missing out on something that that's so essential to our lives. But here's the thing. The gifts of the Spirit are sometimes a topic that are a little bit controversial. Sometimes they're a little bit weird. Sometimes there's stuff that might make us feel just a little bit uncomfortable. Sometimes it's because we're a little bit ignorant of it. We just don't know. Other times it could be that uh, we, we feel a little bit inferior. We feel like I'll never be good enough to operate in the, good, uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Or sometimes it's because we've had a bad taste put in our mouth. We've had a bad experience, it's left a bad taste in our mouth. And so we go, you know what, that, that thing, I got burnt by that, and so I'm not going anywhere near it. 
I, I recall when I was a teenager, I went through this phase really weird where I was into like cup of soups, like continental cup of soups, like all the time, like every day I would have a cup of soup. Uh, it's like 40 degrees in North Queensland, 100% humidity, but here I am like drinking my little cup of soup and uh, I, I would love it. And there was one day I made a, a nice chunky mushroom cup of soup. And so I'm sitting at the kitchen table and I'm, it's time to drink. And I'm like, dang, man, this is so good. Like someone at the factory made a mistake because there's like extra chunks. It's really thick. It's tasty. Like it's, it, this is like one of the best ones I've ever had. And then all of a sudden my mum is in the kitchen and uh, she starts like coughing and dry reaching just out of nowhere. And I'm like, mum, are you okay? Like seriously, are you all right? And she kind of like just points over to the kettle. She can't say anything because she's going to throw up. And I go and I open up the kettle and I have a look in there and in the kettle up against kind of like the broken filter is the remains kind of charred and, and mutilated of this gecko that had fallen into the, 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 the cup of soup. Now, some of you at home, you're going to be looking at your coffee right now going, oh, I'm, going to go check the, I'm going to go check my kettle to make sure. I mean, do you get geckos in, in, in New South Wales? No. So it's like a little lizard, right? It climbs up the wall. It's horrible. And it got in there. That's why it was so chunky. That's why it was so good, right? Full of flavor, extra protein. Uh, but here's the thing. It, it goes without saying. It's been a little while since I've had a chunky mushroom cup of soup since that moment. I look at it, I'm like, you know, it's just terrible. I just think gecko soup, okay? Um, I'm alive today, so it didn't kill me. But nonetheless, I would not go near it. Why? A bad experience, right? Left a bad taste in my mouth. I want to encourage you, maybe today you've had a bad experience with this Pentecostal gifts of the Spirit stuff. Do not let it limit you because this is something that's biblical This is something that's God-ordained, and this is something that's good for our lives. Is it weird? Yeah, but weird does not mean bad. Weird does not mean untrue, and weird does not mean not beneficial, right? This is something God has given us in His wisdom. And so today, we're going to unpack it with information that will hopefully bring inspiration that will, I pray, result in activation, and we're going to answer three questions quick questions about this. We're going to answer, hey, what are the spiritual gifts? How do we use them? And where do we get them? How do we get them? Okay. And so let's unpack this. What are this thing called the spiritual gifts? What are these things together? Well, thank you for asking, right? The good news is this. Uh, Well, actually, let me say this. There's good news and bad news. I'll start with the bad news. The bad news is that there is no definition in the Bible for it. (laughs) Uh, Paul uses like a bunch of different words uh, to mean different aspects of it. They were just trying to grapple with the fact that these strange phenomena were happening and they didn't have words to describe it. So they just used whatever was at their disposal to try and explain what the Holy Spirit was doing. So there's no unified, it's a bit of a dog breakfast. But the good news is, is that we can look through the scriptures and look at what has been written and then use the puzzle pieces to put it together to make a unified picture for us to follow. And that's what we're going to do right now. So let's go digging. We're going to do a little bit of teaching and then we'll do some activation at the end. Okay. So Paul gives us four words, four words that describe the Holy Spirit gifts. One is charisma in Greek. One is nevmatika. One is dorea. And the other one is Doma, 
right? Four words. Now, I'm not going to go through each individual one today for the sake of time, but together, what they're talking about is this. It's talking about uh, uh, these things that are gifts of grace. Uh, It refers to like favors that are given to people without merit of their own actions. Uh, They're favors that come from the Holy Spirit. So they don't originate with man, they originate with the Holy Spirit and they're given freely. They're like presents. Imagine like an unwrapped gift that you, or wrapped up gift that you are given. And so it's important for us to start with, okay, what are the spiritual gifts? Well, they come from the Holy Spirit. Okay, we know that. All right. They are gifts. So you don't have to work for them. You don't have to earn them. You don't have to be a good enough Christian for them. They are given freely. They are also what we would call concrete expressions of God's grace. Meaning God's grace, you can't really see it or touch it, but the gifts are like what we would call manifestations. It's making God's grace tangible to us in our midst. So that kind of clears it up a little bit, but who's still a little bit confused? I'm still a little bit confused. Maybe you're at home, you're a little bit confused. So let's dig a little bit deeper. Let's have a look then at what Paul says are the gifts of the Spirit. Now there's three places we can look. They'll come up on the screen and maybe you want to take a photo of this or or write it down because this is something you can do in your devotional time this week. I'm not going to read through what Paul says in each one of these scriptures. But he gives us three lists that we can then categorize according to themes of, of what the gifts of the Spirit are. And let's go through what they are as a summary. Firstly, there are what we would call gifts of leadership, spiritual gifts that relate to leadership. These are the gifts of apostleship, prophets, teachers, pastors, evangelists, administrations, and just the general gift of leadership. All of them are given by the Spirit as manifestations, concrete uh, examples of His grace. Then there's gifts of practical assistance, the gift of service or serving. Other translation calls it helps. There's the gift of healings. There is the gift of, oh, sorry, I skipped the one. The gift of generosity, rather. Uh, the gift of mercy. They're all gifts of practical assistance. Then there's the gifts of power. And these are often the ones we think of when we think of spiritual gifts. Uh, faith. So believing for just the extraordinary. Uh, uh, healings. Right? We prayed for healings before. And then there's the gifts of miracles. Okay? So they're all gifts of God's power. Then there's gifts of God's revelation. Okay, gifts of revelation, so a word of wisdom. Just in a moment, having to make a decision, just getting a download of heaven that is just so beyond like the wisdom that you have and just going bang, 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 this is what we're going to do and it's led by the Spirit. Uh, then there's a gift of the word of knowledge, strategic intel that you don't know but the Holy Spirit gives to you. So they're gifts of revelation. Then finally, there's gifts of worship. So the speaking and interpretation of tongues. That's the weird one. Uh, there's prophecy. And then there's distinguishing of spirits or discernment. Some scholars even think there's one more that's not on the list that we would call martyrdom, the the, the spiritual gift of being able to go through that and not renounce Christ. But if you have a look at those as they've passed through the screen, you know, when growing up in Pentecostal circles, I looked at the spiritual gifts and thought, man, these are so unattainable. These are so spiritual. They are so beyond me, like I could never have them. But when you actually list them down, most of them look really practical. Most of them look like they're, they're kind of normal. Most of them look like that rather than being some weird spiritual thing we've got to attain, they're kind of just special abilities given to us by God to use, right? Yeah. 
And so they're gifts of grace. They come from the Holy Spirit. Uh, they're given freely and they are special abilities uh, that we can use. So the next question that follows is, well, what on earth do we use them for, right? Do we just use them uh, because they're there? Or why has God given them to us? And we can think of two reasons why God has given to us. Firstly and, and, and foremost, first and foremost is he's given them to us to build the local church, to build the body of Christ. So 1 Corinthians, right, chapter 12, in that passage where one of these lists are given, Paul actually writes this. He says that a spiritual gift is given to each of us. Why? So that we can? So that we can? Come on, work with me here. So that we can? Right? So that we can help each other. Who's he talking to? The body of believers, right? Uh, when you get to the scriptures in Romans, the list of Romans, it's all in the context of we are one body, many members, we're working together, we're building each other up, right? It's all about the building of the body. When you get to the list in Ephesians, he says that all of these gifts, this is what they're for. So that the body of Christ, and I'm reading from Ephesians 4, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. So these gifts are given to each one of us to minister first and foremost to each other, to build and encourage and to lift up and to strengthen and to challenge and to convict and, and to come alongside, right? First and foremost, it's for the building up of the church. Maybe the church of the West isn't as strong as it should be because we're not always practicing these things, right? These are essential to being fully mature. Not the only thing. We don't just go, right, spiritual gifts. With, it's not the silver bullet, but it is an essential part. So it's for the building of the body of Christ. But what else is it for? Well, it is also for accomplishing the supernatural assignment that God has got for you. See, every human being, every, every believer has an assignment, a life assignment that God has for you. A mission, we call it the call of God, the purpose of God. It's something that you've been created for, you, your personality fits with. You've been designed specifically to, to fulfill this in your life that God's called you to fulfill. And then he gives you gifts that help you accomplish the supernatural side of it. Uh, look at the life of Jesus. And uh, maybe you've never thought about this, right? The Holy Spirit comes upon Jesus at his water baptism and then Jesus, notice he operates in the gifts from that point forward. He uses the word of knowledge. I'll talk about that a bit later. He has words of wisdom when he's challenged by the Pharisees and boom, just drops it, man. Just, just brings like straight fire and they don't even know what to do with it, right? It's a word of wisdom. He operates in the gift of healings. Uh, he operates in the gifts of signs and wonders, uh, of miracles. He operates in the gifts of apostleship, teaching, pastoral. Like he's got all of it wrapped up in Jesus, right? Like he has got them all and he operates in them. Why? Because they help him to fulfill his mission, his task, his assignment. He goes to the cross, he dies and he rises from the dead again, but he fulfills his mission through the use of the gifts of the Spirit on his life. Now, we are all given an assignment. We are commissioned and called to build God's kingdom. 
And I look at my little city of Cairns, and, and I think even more so, or just as much for the city of Sydney, and there is an assignment that God has for us here. Come on, we've got to win people to Christ. When I flew in here just yesterday and I was driving from the airport up here, God was doing something in my heart as I was thinking about the millions and millions and millions and millions of people in this city. Like your city has as many people as my whole state. And how many of them do not know Jesus, right? How many of them are in desperate need of a Saviour? How many of them are in desperate need of salvation, of restoration, of healing, of purpose, right? Of a call. And yet they don't know it. That is a huge assignment. That's a huge task. But the good news is God's given us supernatural tools to accomplish the supernatural mission. Supernatural tools to accomplish the supernatural mission. They are the gifts of the Spirit. So I think of them just like this. And I'm going to take a minute to put this on. I'm not a tradie. I did this for the service just before and I actually put it on backwards and I didn't even realise, right? Like I was standing up here thinking, oh wow, look, I'm really doing the part and it was around the wrong way like an idiot. Anyway, so I'm going to put it on. I've been corrected. Okay, I'm no tradie. So give me like five minutes and I'll be back. Apparently I do that, right? I throw the microphone and I catch it and then here we go. Now, I didn't even know how to put this back in, but you know what? I'm just going to leave it, all right? I did engineering, but I'm definitely not a tradie. So I'm just going to put it there and hope for the best, all right? I'm sorry if this breaks someone's uh, tool, tool belt, so I'll put it in that way. And that is definitely, I'm sure, how you do not do it because you will kill someone if you're up on scaffolding like that, okay? So this is not a lesson. If you're watching at home, please don't judge me, right? But I think of this gift like a spiritual toolkit, a spiritual tool belt that God has given us, right? Uh, that when we go through life to build the body of Christ, but then when we also come up against fulfilling our assignment, we look at these things and go, right, I, I, need, a, I need something to help me here. And so, great scenario. First one, let's talk about maybe the, the word of knowledge, right? One of the gifts of the Spirit. Insider intel, right? Insider information that helps you to accomplish your task. Don't, don't you, this is not for the stock trading, all right? This is not for the ASX. Like, don't, you're not going to get inside information from the Holy Spirit for that. It's about building the body and completing your assignment. And so you might need some inside information. So you pull out the tool, right? Now, this looks kind of ominous. <laughs> like, I'll get some inside information. That's the Italian coming out of me, right? Um, and make him an offer he can refuse, right? So uh, if I, you pull out this tool. And Jesus did this. He, in Mark 2, he has the, the, the paralytic lowered through the roof. He prays for him. He's healed. He says, I'll forgive your sins also. And the Pharisees get really upset and they're all talking amongst themselves, right? He doesn't hear them, but it says that he understands in his spirit what they were saying. And then he responds with like just this powerful word of wisdom. What was going on in that moment? It wasn't just that Jesus had a super connection that we don't have access to. No, that was a word of knowledge. The Spirit just spoke to him, boom inside information that helped him fulfill his task. I had this happen um, like two years ago, great example. I, was, I had a mate call me, we were on the phone, I was driving to Coolum, I had my headset in and, uh, and he was just talking to me. He had just come to Christ but was struggling. He had a lot of anxiety and he had these really weird, unusual things where he would just stress out and uh, freak out and feel like he was going to die. 
And he would just be like, I'm going to die. I'm going to, I can't sleep. I'm struggling, right? Just this terrible torment. And so naturally, I, I always start with the natural. I, I don't go, uh, I always begin there. Mate, let's talk it through. What's going on? What are your thoughts? What are the psychological things behind it? What are you thinking? You know, everything like that. But as I was praying, I'm like, man, I've got no idea what to do with this. I have no idea what's going on. I was just like, I just felt like I, I need to just ask the Holy Spirit here. So just while I was driving, I prayed. I did not close my eyes, but I prayed. And I was like, Holy Spirit, just show me. I just need, I need that inside info. What's going on here? And I saw, just as I was driving, I saw him in, you know, in his home and what was going on. And in this instance, it's not always the case, but in this instance, it was a demonic oppression. Like it was just straight up evil spirit just tormenting him, spirit of death maybe, fear, whatever it might be. In that moment, now we believe as Christians that these are real, right? These things are real. As much as there is a God, there is an enemy as well. The difference is God is uncreated. He is a created being. The enemy is a created being. So they're not equal, but they, they hinder us. They oppress us. They, they, they're, they're a bit annoying. And so sometimes we've got to get freedom from them. And so on the phone, I said, hey, mate, look, where are you? He was in the front row. Uh, he was in the front row. He was in the, uh, in the front yard. Came inside. I'm like, come inside, sit on your couch. Um, let's just talk this through. I'm going to pray for you. And as I prayed for him, as often happens, it begins to manifest and, and throw a bit of a tantrum. And, uh, and in the space of about two to three minutes of just praying, uh, it suddenly went from, you know, really loud to just silent. And he was like, whoa, like freedom. Now, for this moment, I could have been on the phone for an hour just trying to calm him down, trying to help him. But that inside intel, within a couple of minutes, he went from bondage to freedom, right? Yeah. It was just a word of knowledge. It wasn't anything special. I didn't feel goosebumps. I didn't feel anything. But the Holy Spirit spoke. Now, you have access to that. Yeah. I mean, how many in business need a word of knowledge sometimes? How many in your family? You're like, what is going on? Oh, my God, I can't see it. Word of knowledge. Like, it is accessible to every single one of us, right? So it's a word of knowledge. And another great example, you might be in a situation where you don't know what to pray. Have you ever been in a situation where you don't know what to pray? Like, I'm a pastor. Most of the time, I don't know what to pray. Like, seriously, the problems are so big or the list is so long, I don't even know where to start. What do I even say about this, God? Like, where do I begin, right? I don't feel the connection at the moment or things feel a little bit like, uh, a bit cold. Where do I begin? Well, if that's the case, you pull out. The next gift, you pull out the gift of speaking in tongues. Right? It's a heavenly language or an earthly one given to us to help us connect with the Holy Spirit. We don't know what to pray, but the Holy Spirit guides our prayer. He leads our prayer through that. In faith we pray, not knowing what we're saying, but in faith trusting that the Spirit of God is connecting in a way that we just don't know how to yet. But I find after one minute, five minutes, maybe even 10 minutes of praying in tongues, suddenly things begin to flow. It's like oil. It's like oil over the engine. It, it, it begins to shift and move and suddenly English begins to become a part of my prayer and I begin to see things that need to shift and I have the faith now to go right now in the name of Jesus, this mountain is going to move. Right now in the name of Jesus, this situation is going to shift. I didn't believe it before, but I've connected with the Holy Spirit right now and my spirit is on fire and I, can, I got the faith to believe that God, you are going to do something powerful in this situation, right? It builds your faith and it's like man how good is God he just comes along and he equips us with what we need to do our, our assignment you might even be facing a situation where you don't know what to pray at all and the English doesn't come you can stand and pray in the in the spirit in the gift of tongues and that thing will begin to shift you're taking on principalities and powers that you didn't even know were there you're shifting things that you didn't even know were going on but the spirit of God in his grace and mercy is leading you in it come on how many people today you need to shift on an area of your life there's things going on in your world maybe it's time to pull out the gift of speaking in tongues if you have it. If you don't, 
We'll teach you how to get it in just a second. Maybe, come on, it could be that you need faith. It could be that you need mercy. It could be that you need a whole bunch of things. These are tools ready to go that God has for you. How do we get these tools? They're expressions of God's grace. They're gifted to us freely. They help us to build the body and accomplish our assignment. How do we receive them? The Bible says this in Luke chapter 11, verses 9 to 13. Jesus says this, and it'll come up on the screen behind us here on your screen at home. So I say this to you, keep asking and it will be given to you. Keep searching and you will find. Keep knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and the one who searches, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him. How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit and everything that comes with the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? My daughter is two years old. She's super cute. She's very headstrong and independent. Most of the time what I hear from her is, Daddy, no, Daddy, I do it. I do it. I get in the car. Literally, we went out to the car one time and, uh, and I was trying to get her in. I'd open the door for her to climb in and then I, I look back and she's in the front seat with her hands on the steering wheel going, I drive, I drive. I'm like, girl, you are two years old. You ain't driving anyway. She literally believed she was going to drive for us, right? But every now and then, as headstrong as she is, I hear this, help, Daddy, help, help me, Daddy. I'm like, Straight away, I'm there. She doesn't have to beg me. She doesn't have to earn it. She just asks and I'm like there ready to help her, not only with what she needs, but over and above that, right? I mean, if this is me for my earthly daughter, how much more our Father in heaven for us? See, I love this because you don't need to earn the Holy Spirit. He's not a reward for good behavior. This is why some people can have the gifts, you know, and operate in the gifts without the fruit of the Spirit, Right? So the fruit of the Spirit is about your character. The gifts of the Spirit is about power. And so some people, you know, they don't have the fruit, but they've got the gifts. Eventually it catches up to them and leads to destruction. But you can operate. They're independent of one another. They actually complement one another. We need both, right? But you don't, you don't have to wait till you're a better Christian. You don't have to wait until you're more mature in the faith. You don't have to wait until you've gotten to some certain point. The gifts are available to you right now. Ask and keep asking and you will receive. And so today, this is only a taste. This is not meant to answer every question we have. It's not going to solve every you know, conundrum we might have about the gifts of the Spirit. But my hope was to give you a taste that would be a first step on this journey. And maybe for some of us, we operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Awesome. I hope this was a refresher for you. For others, the toolkit you had it on, but it's been in the, in the drawer for a while. You've been doing life, banging your head against the wall, trying to make things work, trying to break through, wondering why. It's because you've been trying to use a butter knife to screw that screw rather than a screwdriver, right? Like you haven't had this, it's been in the drawer. It's time to bring it out. It's trying to reactivate that. Or maybe you're here and you've never operated in the gifts before. Today, God's wanting you to ask. Ask and you will receive. It might come in this moment. 
might come tomorrow, it might come at another time, but ask and keep asking and you will receive. So right across this space, can you join me in sending to your feet? And uh, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for those three different groups of people. Or maybe you're here and you're looking through that list and you're thinking, mate, I could do with a couple of extra gifts. There's no limit. There's no, there's no sense of, oh, no, you don't get any more. Just ask. The Father is ready. He wants to give to you because He is just so, so good. Amen. And so today, is everyone else closed? Every head bowed. Come on. If, if you're here and you're like, you know what? I need to refresh myself in the gifts. I've been operating in them a bit, but... I put it in the I put it in the in the in the uh, in the drawer. Or maybe you're here and you need you just want more. Maybe you're here and uh, you've never operated in the gifts. Today's the day where you want to begin that journey. As every eyes close, head bowed. Why don't you just raise your hands to heaven right now? Maybe you're at home, sitting in your living room. Come on, don't be afraid. Don't 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 be awkwarded out by the environment you're in. Why don't you raise your hands right now? The Holy Spirit. There's no distance with the Holy Spirit. He's everywhere. He's omnipresent. So come on, great. There's hands going up everywhere. I know there'll be hands going up at home. This is a cool thing. He'll he. He's going to download to people right now. It's like a download of heaven is power. Now, you've got the Holy Spirit inside of you. It's about something fresh breaking out within you, right? Now, some people here, you might even begin praying in tongues in a minute. We're going to worship after this. Uh, uh, you might start getting words of knowledge. I want you to just try and exercise just what you can with the limited knowledge we've given that the gifts that God is, uh, uh, you, you're believing for right now. I'm going to pray for you and I want you to ask God and say, God, I want this gift. God, in the name of Jesus, I ask for the gift of prophecy. In the name of Jesus, I ask for the gift of the word of knowledge. I ask for the gift of leadership for my business or my home. I ask for the gift of this or that. You insert the blank, but whatever it is, I want you to pray with me right now. We're going to believe God for this, both here in this room and those watching at home. Come on, Father, we just thank You right now. God, you're, man, You are so good. You are just the most loving Father that You give us these gifts freely. You give us Your Holy Spirit and then You lump on top of that all these amazing gifts to build the body, to fulfill our assignment. We are so, so thankful for that. Right now in the name of Jesus, we ask that across this place, the Holy Spirit, You would break open, break open new gifts. Let gifts just come. Lord, those that are dormant right now, let them awaken in inside of people. Those, Lord, that are, that are asking for more, let more come to their life. Those who've never operated in them, Lord, let something drop in their spirit right now. I declare gifts of speaking in tongues. I declare gifts of prophecy. I declare gifts of service, gifts of mercy. Lord, uh, gifts of helps. Lord, gifts of, uh, uh, of apostleship. Lord, gifts of teaching and evangelism. Lord, gifts of miracles and healing, God. All across those different lists, God, we declare gifts in this place and those at home in Jesus' Name. Lord, touch people today. Touch people today. Touch people today in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on church, let's worship one more time and just allow the Holy Spirit to minister to our hearts here this morning. Thank you team.